0: Taylor. And I'm Brittany. Together we're two sisters who are here to help you learn some tips and tricks to help navigate this crazy journey called life. We bring you the
1: perspective of a licensed LMHC therapist and expecting mother.
0: And a slightly eccentric mom of two. When you combine us as sisters, we like to consider ourselves as quite the dynamic duo. So join us as we talk about all life has to offer. Come on, get happy. mm, mm. mm. <laughs> You'll guess what we're talking about. <laughs> All right Taylor today we're talking about happy habits which is such an important part of daily life
1: so tell I us feel like we need that like don't worry the Bob Marley song you know <laughs> yeah needs to like pop up right now yeah so we're doing happy habits this month um after talking about anxiety last like unit that we released or kind of units or modules I don't even know what we're calling them segments I don't know segments episodes whatever we talked about anxiety in the past of how you know our fight or flight system is activated and ways that we can manage anxiety and I thought it'd be really fun to kind of switch it up a little bit and switch to happiness because happiness is the reason why we're all looking at mental health right we all want to be happy we all want to like feel good day to day. And I've had this theme come in with a lot of clients where it's like, well, how do I make this a part of my everyday life? So this module is really built around helping us identify ways that we can incorporate habits, which are daily things we do to create happiness for us. So it's a very intentional way to set up your lifestyle and do things day to day that are very easy that we already do that will release happy chemicals and make our lives feel overall better.
0: Is that kind of like endorphins? Mm Mm-hmm
1: endorphins is actually going to be brought up in this module yes, yes. <laughs> Okay. there's actually four of them okay. which we can start nerdiness now or we can wait
0: we'll wait we'll wait i think we're talking about science in our next episode i know i like the science though it makes me really excited i know it's like super interesting and cool um also i just want to add as a side note as we're talking about this make sure you're following us on uhani counseling on social uh we're on instagram right now because we're going to post a reminder every day of something that you can do for the next 30 days to increase your happy habits.
1: We also so- have a resource added up there that's going to have the whole list of activities I give clients literally in sessions. So a lot some of the resources I use day to day with clients is going to be provided online for you guys for free, which is an awesome thing to have.
0: Yes. And we also have an anxiety one that we had um, launched during our anxiety segment. So mm-hmm. if you aren't already following us on social, follow us. That's where we're going to link a lot of our resources that we're pulling together. One of
1: the things i love too, because we keep asking for feedback is people are saying they're trying to take notes when they're listening. I've had quite a few people come back and say that. So what we're going to okay. try and provide now remember I'm pregnant people. So like I promise I'm going to get these out, but give me some time to get these out. But we're going to try and summarize the episodes for you guys and give you the big points from there. So you don't have to take notes. You can just have a good time listening. If you want to come back and listen to something or like remember something, then it will be posted on our website. Again, some of these may come out later for points just because I'm slow and pregnant. She's
0: a little busy brewing a baby. (laughs) He's huge. All right, so We'll go back to our pursuit of happiness endeavor. So, define happy habits. Okay. So, when I was thinking of this episode, did you ever you watch that Will Smith movie, right, Britt, with
1: um, the pursuit of happiness? Yeah. Do you remember that movie?
0: Not overly. I wasn't that where he had lost his job and was homeless and was trying yeah. to find work and be with his son. Mm-hmm. Is that right. Yeah,
1: and he was. He was. I want to say he was educated and he had this really hard time. I think it was based off a true story, but it was was interesting because that whole thing was about how this man was struggling just to find the American dream, right? And just to be okay in life. And at the end of the day, his joys came from his little son. It came from little things. And as he started to really embrace what happiness was, which wasn't, he was clearly in a bad spot, homeless and everything else. But the more that he started seeing what he did have, the more he became successful. So when I think about happy habits, I'm thinking these are ways to make us successful. And they're not big, iconic things. They're not things that are like, go get an education or anything like that. It's it's subtle things that are really going to change your life that you already probably have now.
0: Yes. And I love that. Just simple things that can make us one percent happier every day. Yeah, that's what we're looking for though, because when you when you go
1: and make these huge changes, which a lot of my clients come and say, like, I'm doing all this and like up heaving my life number one, that's not going to stick. Number two, that's unrealistic expectations for yourself. Like you're there, They come in and they tell me, I have all these goals and I'm going to do all these things. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm oh. so
0: guilty of that.
1: <laughs> like literally my mind goes, to, crap, we're like, this is all done in like, you know, give me a month and it's going to be gone for this person. Yeah. And I think we all are guilty of that. Like New Year's resolutions, everything else, it's a pattern for our society to go in, upheave everything and then think we're going to be all set and it's going to stick. It's not. So what we're trying to teach you in this module is can you get happiness by incorporating little things either you already have or things that are easy enough to incorporate without totally changing your whole lifestyle?
0: Yeah, I love that um you we were talking the other day and i haven't watched this yet but you had mentioned the show that rain wilson did or dwight from the okay office, don't love dwight <laughs> i think he's hilarious actually i still need to
1: watch the episodes but i was talking to our mom about this and mom and dad um our parents had both watched this show together and it was really cool because i've that seen this really concept before it. yeah yeah where he this rain wilson is A famous actor, obviously he played Dwight on The Office and he's played in a few other things, which if you don't know Dwight, he's funny and you need to watch it. But he was talking about how he hasn't truly found happiness yet and he was trying to figure out what what makes people happy. So he's traveling around the world to different regions trying to identify their culture and their lifestyle and what about it makes them happy. And it was interesting because they were talking about Ghana and my husband served a church mission in Ghana. And when you ever ask him about africa and the people the first thing he says is they are the warmest the most loving people right like yeah so kind so loving and he will talk about his days there fondly which i'm like okay that's it's such an impoverished country he was in such a poor place and yet and he was like
0: so sick like
1: oh my goodness yeah he got so sick and like it was it, it was not easy and he's always talked about it so lovingly because the people themselves had such a quality to their existence that we don't quite always get in America because we have so much and they had so little. So mom and dad were talking about this episode about how the Ghanaians were actually really, really happy and how they were just focusing on like their experiences in day-to-day life. And a lot of that is totally tied into what we have of if we can really be pleased with what we have now, if we can enjoy and take on what we have now, our quality of life goes way up. And even if you don't have all the resources you want or you don't have exactly what you want in your life, then Ghanaians really don't most of the time, yeah. you know, then your quality of life increases exponentially and your experience increases. And I thought that was such a cool thing. So that's one thing I wanted to like note is how do we find happiness and longevity in our existence?
0: Which is so important. If we don't have that, then we're missing out on a huge thing in our lives.
1: Well, like another resource too. So it was funny because I was talking to our mom prepping for this episode and she has researched a lot about Mediterranean diet, um, blue zones, like how anti-inflammatory diets, all this stuff. But she had pointed out that a lot of people in these cu- like cultures that have a pretty good um, motto about living in the present moment, like enjoying your life, taking on your surroundings, connecting with nature, which a lot of those cultures known for it are like Japanese, Mediterranean – like Spain, Portugal, Italy, have a longer life expectancy. So you look at people who are living to be 100 or 110 Mm -hmm. are because they're living these lifestyles. But when they can tap into that ability to connect with what they're doing and experiencing every day, they're increasing their longevity, but they're also increasing their quality of life as well, which is really cool. So we have a few resources I'm going to post online related to that just because I love the research on that, but also the witness of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their lives are a testament of that. So every day there are ways that we can create an increase in happiness for our lives with being intentional. So first off, being intentional. Taylor, what's it mean to be intentional? Doing something with a purpose. Yes. So not just letting it be passive, right? We're purposely, yeah. I don't know, wearing clothes that make us feel happy or whatever it may be. It's like your whole closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but we're being intentional, right? This is a decision. It's not like, oh, yeah. I put on this fabulous stripe romper today and I feel so happy. I intentionally did that, yeah.
1: right? Okay. Yeah, a lot of what we're doing and trying to look for is we experience life on autopilot because we have so many expectations and we are going so quickly, especially in if we're in America, right, which I think most of our listeners are right now, is it's happening so fast around us and there's so many social expectations and so much going on that we're just trying to jump from one thing to another to another. And the problem with that is then we are creating autopilot in our brain and our brain can only do so much, right? And it's going to do it. Our brain is a computer. It's going to do it effectively and efficiently. So it's going to cut out experiences. It's going to cut out a reaction because that's wasting time. That's wasting effort. That's wasting resources. But the more that we can create that to go along with it, the better we are. So it's kind of funny that, Our computer brain is like, that's a waste. But then our mental health brain is like, wait, no, like we need that. You have to go in and tell your computer brain, stop being logical, start being purposeful and start experiencing this. It's just kind of a flawed system of our brain, I think.
0: No, it totally is. And like you said, like our brain, well, if we tell it to do 50 things in a day, it'll get it done. We may not thrive and we don't have the quality of life, but we'll get it done.
1: That's the problem. Yeah. Is it yeah. will get it done and it'll do it in schemas, it'll do it in filing systems, but it's not gonna do it enjoyably. Like, think about eating a meal. If you're like super excited for that meal and you've been planning on it, like Brittany, like when we go to Hawaii, yeah. we have our like whole list of places we want to go and things we want to eat, and we're looking forward to it, right? Yeah. Like, but like, then
0: Brian's crab cakes. So
1: I... <laughs> Dude, those things are so good.
0: Right.
1: Um, we're looking forward to our crab cakes, right? And then we're counting down, counting down. And when we finally get it, we're so satisfied and so excited about it. But then it's like me with dinner at night. I'll be like, fine, I guess I'll just eat that because it's there and I need food. And it's such a dissatisfying experience usually. So if I can tap into this is going to be a fulfilling experience, then I can create more enjoyment in my day-to-day instead of it only happens on vacation or when I go wherever because I have prepped my brain to think that way.
0: Yeah. And when we were in Hawaii this last time, I remember being so impressed that I just intentionally need to slow down, to simplify, because usually my brain is processing a hundred bazillion miles a minute. And so mm. since I've come home, I have been more intentional and tried to not do as many things because I noticed I wasn't thriving in life as much. It just
1: was how has it been though? Because I remember talking to you about this when we were on vacation and then coming back, have you noticed a difference in your overall like happiness? or oh. like,
0: 100%. stress levels I and say hundred <laughs> pain yes because i just noticed too my mental capacity is so much clearer yeah i'm able to not i'm not having as many panic attacks mm-hmm. i'm happier day-to-day i'm actually able to like get more done that matters to me mm-hmm. rather than just checking a box and moving on to the next 50 bazillion things and this is taking yeah. a family sacrifice at a time too. So, you know, I'm having, it's not just one thing, it's a ripple effect, yep. but just changing that. So that's part of, we had mentioned in our, um, I think it was the anxiety episodes or at the very beginning where he had said our goal is not to just survive, but to thrive. I think we've been
1: saying that. Yeah. All of them.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's and my I, motto as a therapist though. About cleaning. Yeah. And it, it was a, an organizer, a professional organizer. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the same thing. But so what does it mean to thrive? What is that? Like, what does that look like? And I think it's going to be so different for each of us. Like for the Ghanaians, it's going to be one thing for... Us it's gonna be a different thing, but how do we actually thrive? I mean, as I've as I've done this job
1: longer and longer, I've noticed you're right, like it's individualized of how you get there. The how is very different. The end result is the same, where you have this complete and total satisfaction with your existence in a holistic feeling way, meaning that you are embracing it body, mind, and soul. Like your physical body is content, your brain is content, and your spiritual connection to whatever you're doing, meaning, like, your overall soul is just happy with that experience. So, like, the best way I can describe it, if people haven't found it, is look at your dog, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it besides that is thriving, as I will look at my dog, he was, you, you know, he got surgery this last week, which is why we took off last week, but um, for a podcast, but he... He got done with his surgery, and he got—he loves these dumb tiny toys. He loves to carry around toys meant for a five-pound dog oh, yeah. <laughs> in his like, mouth.
0: These little like pumpkins right now. Yes. Yeah, like, so I got him like, like little, little like stupid like
1: a <laughs> Yeah, I got him like stupid <laughs> Halloween toys, and they're like so tiny, and he can fit him in his mouth. And I remember watching his face as he—he he was still coming out of his anesthesia, and he. Picked it up in his mouth and he just sat there and stared at me with this pure, which we can post it on our Instagram. It was pure content. Like, my life is complete. And this little guy just went through Hades all weekend, you know. And he was just like, it was like such purely in this moment. My life is cannot be any better. My mom's right here. My chicken treats are right here. My, you know, like toys in my mouth. Like, yeah. Yeah, I was such a pure content that I was like, that's what thriving is, is when you can combine all of that together. And it's so sweet to watch.
0: And if we go back to that, he was being mindful in that moment. Like we've talked about mindful. That's exactly like, right. Yep. Dogs are mindful. They're gonna stop and yeah. Like we need to do more. I noticed yesterday, you know, my brain is clearing up as I'm trying to live more of that Hawaiian aloha lifestyle at mm-hmm. home, like simplify. Yesterday we went to Costco, Um, I'd done a bunch of yard work. I had ripped out some bushes, installed some new stuff, whatever. And so I had told myself I earned a Costco ice cream. (laughs) Like that was my, I'm going, I live like five minutes from Costco right now. I'm going to get that Costco ice cream, right? So I walked out and in that moment I was very mindful. I was like eating my ice cream. I was looking around and there were the most beautiful little flowers on the side, like in the planters. I've walked by those hundreds of times. I've never even noticed these plants before. But yesterday, they were just so beautiful with my ice cream. Like, we need to be more like a dog on this daily basis. Yes, but that's... Slow down and realize who we are, what grounds us, and that's where we thrive. (laughs) That's the fascinating thing, though, is like,
1: we allow ourselves, and I've heard it labeled this so many times, luxury. Air quotes luxury, right? Like, it's a luxury to stop and stare at the sunset. It's a luxury on a vacation to... Get the food you really love. It's a luxury to look at the flowers or to go to this one place that makes you happy. Like, we shouldn't be living luxury. We should be living that every day. That's not a luxury to go and just notice that I I have a lake view from my house. That's I should not take that for granted. That's gorgeous. And I should see that every single day and acknowledge it. Whether or not I do is my own problem. Right. But that I have it available to me. I should take advantage of that.
0: My little guy, I remember when uh, when we first realized he had a lake from his window. Remember, he would wake up every morning and answer would be like, good morning, lake. <laughs> it's just one of those things. He doesn't do it as much now. But no. if we could get back to that. like. But that's the beautiful day. thing, too. Like, if you don't have a dog, use your kids. Like, you, you know, if you don't have kids in your dog, life, use then just whatever. Like, yeah, I was like. There's find something always remind you to slow down and just yep. Yoga is a really yeah. good practice. practice. Or
1: yeah, it's like there's tons of things out in our surroundings that are encouraging this for us. It's find it what you have available in your access because I know in college and stuff, I I wish I had practiced this. And in college, thinking about it, like I just I needed to be intentionally doing this, right? So as like a teen or as like a college student, I really should have just been taking some of these tips. So If you can't, like, don't have it on your own in your life with a dog or a kid or somebody modeling it for you, we're going to show you how to model it and then just follow our tips and it'll happen. But it's worth it.
0: It is worth it. Even if it's just the little things like eating your ice cream and looking at a flower, that made me so happy.
1: Oh, my goodness. It's like totally.
0: Yeah. And it's funny. It totally changed your day. Like, (laughs) it did. I was like, I worked really hard and I smelled really weird. But that flower (laughs) and this ice cream are just perfect. (laughs) Life is great. So positive psychology, let's dive into that. What is positive psychology?
1: All right, the reason I put this in here is because we're going to talk about happy habits in two different ways. So everyone knows I kind of like to break things down because hello, ADHD brain into very <laughs> organized things. Um, so the two ways we're going to talk about this is one through um, science. We're going to talk about the chemical balance because I hear a lot about. Depression, anxiety, all of those right and there's a biological physiological reason for those things to happen. There's yeah. also biological reason and chemical way that our happiness is created, which is super cool and we're gonna get super nerdy on that one so everyone be excited because <laughs> I get really excited for those episodes Be excited. oh my gosh, they're like my favorite episodes. <laughs> the second way we're gonna talk about is through thought process the power of okay, this drives me nuts but Shout out to my husband. Uh, he has this concept. <laughs> he has this concept where your attitude really deserves, determines your outcome, which he's not wrong, but sometimes it really frustrates me. Um, but where, you know, like it's true, the power of our thoughts can really shape and form how we interact with our environment and how we interact with ourselves and what's going to happen. So like, if we start getting sick, he immediately is like, don't think about it. We're not getting sick. It's not happening. And I'm over here being like, dude, I'm just facing the reality. And he's like, no, it's not going to happen. Or, you know, yeah. like I'm over here prepping for baby to come at 32 weeks. And he's like, why are you thinking that way? And I'm like, cause I have to be prepared cause I have anxiety. And he's like, don't think that way. So it's just the power of thoughts is real though, which is why we're going to talk about positive psychology I think in our third episode is where we
0: go. Did you ever read that book that I told you about? I know mom did, and she's read through it a couple times. But by Edith Edgar, The Choice. Okay, I never, I haven't read that one yet, but
1: I've heard so much about it, and I do need to read that one.
0: It is beautiful. And if you're looking into, like, how to change your psychology, like, Mm -hmm. to have a positive psychology, read it. She was a World War II um, survivor. She was, uh, I don't remember what camp she was in, but she was Jewish. I think she was in Auschwitz. I wanted to say she was an Auschwitz. Yeah, it's been a yeah. while since I've read it. But her perspective of how you can find joy despite life and the hardships it brings, and how you can still be a blessing to others afterwards, mm-hmm. I mean, it was absolutely beautiful and life changing. So, mm-hmm. looking for a good read. Edith Egger, The Choice. It's a life changing book. Did you ever read Ellie Wiesel's
1: Night? Yes. Long time ago. Long time ago. I read that one, too. And he talked about the same exact thing. Every time we hear about people who survive these incredibly horrific stories, it's always about their attitude and their mindset, which I think I always go back to like when you go to third world countries and like Ghana or Ghana and stuff like that. It's it's always their perspective and their outlook on life and the way that they approach it has so much power on their outcome. And their yeah. ability to survive and their ability to adapt. And that's true because what's happening is is the minute that you have your thought processes built in a more positive way, right, then yeah. you're creating the chemical ability to release the chemicals that you need, which are like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins. Like All of those are going to be released because you're allowing them to be facilitated and created with your thought process and then you're clinging to those things. So a lot of holocaust survivors had that same perspective. You can take their stories and their accounts and they would go through and like because of how I viewed things, because of how I saw things, and didn't let it like change me as a human being. It didn't take away me being a human. Yeah. is how I survived it. And I think there's so much power behind that.
0: So much power. It's just amazing. And I think this is important too, to remember. That our positive psychology, like it's going to look different than what media necessarily portrays or what we see in the movies or anything like that. Like, that is not necessarily what being happy is, that it's going to be different for each of us. And we need to remember that.
1: I think the definition of happiness, too, really has to be looked at of what is happy. And that's why we go back to the word thrive. It's not saying everything's fine in roses. Like, no, we're not saying our lives are perfect. We're not saying that nothing bad's going to happen. What we're saying is I have the ability to still survive and thrive in an environment that can be really harsh and aggressive. So I always think of that little like, you know, those motivation posters where there's like a flower growing in like a thicket or like thorns. That's what we're looking for is can you still be that flower, even though things around you may not be okay. And there
0: clearly- is so intentional. Yes. You have it's- to choose to be that way. Like if you're the flower growing in this crusty mud then I'd be like, I'm going to be the grouchiest, ugly flower ever. But mm-hmm. if you can still remember I'm still a flower, then that's when life shifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think
1: one thing I really noticed too, is working with people with the depression specifically, a lot of them are just like, it, this is just me. I'm just stuck here. And it's like, okay. With that attitude, yeah, we're not going to get very far because you're, th- you're not allowing us to release the chemicals that you need. There's a yeah. lot of power with, if you believe that you're just screwed, you're going to stay screwed. I need you to actually believe that there's hope and a possibility and be open to that, right? Yes. And the minute that, that you shut the idea do down, yeah, I was like, and there's a total chemical component to it. However, again, there's situational and there's chemical, both go yeah. together. If you're going to cut one off, then the other one's going to stay, you know? And that's yeah. where it's like they go hand in hand, people. You can't just do one or the other.
0: Yeah. You have to be intentional about this. We really like that word this episode. <laughs> it's like so good because it's one of those – I know we're supposed to be talking about thriving. I don't even think this is in our show notes to talk about being intentional, but – Oh, it was. <laughs> so um, okay. I don't even see it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had you had mentioned something about Habits of a Happy Brain by Loretta Graziano. Did I say yeah, that right? So that's, yeah,
1: I think so.
0: This is okay. where we're going to get a lot of our
1: information from the chemical component from. So I just noted it. It's going to be a resource for people. I love this book. I have a really hard time with dense psych tech books. So when I give a, refer- a referral app to a book, it's usually pretty entertaining and pretty good. So this one is actually really good <laughs> on how it describes what the chemicals are used for and then how to unlock those chemicals is basically what it's saying. And okay. we're going to talk about that a lot in the next episode, but I just wanted it noted for if you guys are curious on your own, this is a great resource to go after and it's really helped a lot of my clients after I found this resource.
0: Perfect. So it's going to help us identify what chemicals make us happy. And, and then what, what you can do. do. Yeah. How we to release them. Yep. So the question is, is happiness just a chemical change or is it an attitude and outlook alteration? What do you think, Brett, after this conversation? I think there is a combination of both, but I definitely, I mean, I know there's a combination of both because like when you're in an anxiety moment or depression moment Mm -hmm. or, you know, life, like there is definitely going to be that chemical aspect Mm -hmm. that it makes a difference. Yeah. But at the same time, you do have to have that attitude and outlook on life. Um, I remember one time a friend came up to me and it was actually right after my husband had just gotten laid off from his job and she didn't know this yet. Like we're close mm-hmm. friends, but she hadn't known this yet. It was a couple of days later. And, and she came up to me and she said that she'd seen me with her daughter and that I just was the epitome of happiness, the epitome of pure joy in that moment. <laughs> and I had to stop and I laughed and I said, you know what? I've actually had a really hard week but I'm making this decision to find joy. And that was a good reminder for me that it really is our attitude and our outlook in those moments. Like life totally sucked, Right. At that moment, I wasn't just a pile of rocks. It was almost like dog poop, (laughs) but I was making that. And it's hard. We do have to, we have to have that. We have to make that decision. It's
1: definitely not easy, but so just a warning, I'm what they call a systemic therapist and on the nature versus nurture issue. If you've never like known that argument, There's this theory of are we born this way or are we created this way? And I am in the camp of we have a predisposition, meaning we are given a certain level of abilities or personality or things like that. But what really determines what's going to come out and unlock those is our experiences and our perspective. Right. Yeah. And that's why I'm a systems therapist is life is going to shape what we originally are born into into whatever is provided after. So the fact that I was born the youngest, the fact that I was born, you know, like in America and all these things, that has really shaped my privilege, my ability to be who I am, like being part Latina, like all of that has shaped and contributed to who I am, right? right. But my predisposition was, yeah, I'm Latina, I'm a girl. Those are things I'm prepped with. My personality is more like loving. That's a predisposition. And then how my life experiences were given to me really determined what presented and what didn't present right and i think on this issue i'm totally that too of we have a predisposition you may be like more disposed to sadness or having a hard time but what we do with it and how we shape our lives is really going to determine how much you suffer and how much you have to deal with it and that's where i try and empower my clients of like yes you have depression yes you have diagnosed depression you don't have to have this be your identifier. You don't have to deal with this as your, this is just me. We can change that for you.
0: Yes. I remember, and then we'll end this episode, but I remember when we were younger, we had a friend and Taylor and I had this mutual friend. It was like a family friend. And the kid was kind of grouchy there for a while. Like There were a couple of years where she was like kind of a grouch and it was still a mutual family friend of ours and got this diagnosis that was a rare diagnosis and- somehow she decided that she was going to shift her perspective and now as an adult she is like the happiest person like the cutest mom the happiest person but she had made this perspective that like this isn't going to change my life for the negative I don't know if you know who I'm talking about I'm not going to say anything but like it now she's she's happy she's thriving but this was like a conscious effort I feel like she had this nature versus nurture and she could have like by all justification, I would have been like, dude, I would have been grouchier at this point. Yeah. Like you <laughs> you yeah. have this diagnosis that's pretty like severe. And now you're happier than you used to be. Like, yeah. that's pretty amazing to me. Like we talked about too with Edith Eger and um, Ellie Wazell, yeah. like making that choice to this isn't going to define me.
1: Yeah. And I think that's at the end of the day is we can give you all the tips and tricks on how to release these chemicals. We can give you all the tips and tricks on how to change your like thought process on it, right? Because what we're doing is we're doing second episode is a very neuroscience based intervention, meaning I'm giving you all these chemical ways to help you change what you got going on. The next episode is called cognitive behavior therapy, where I'm giving you literally this is how to change your brain and your thought process and the pathways that you built and create, like kind of our friend did, a whole different lifestyle for yourself based off how you think about things, right? Mm -hmm. And they're beautiful tools. But at the end of the day, you have to own it, you have to empower yourself to do it. And you have to be the one to lead it. And like, we can give you all the tricks and there, tricks, tricks and tips. <laughs> that, <laughs> couldn't get that one out. <laughs> Ticks was in there, apparently. Um, we can give you all of that. But at the end of the day, it's your thing. You have to feel like you can do it. And I promise you, like, I've had multiple people come in and be like, I'm going to be depressed forever. And I'm like, no, it's yes, depression is not curable. At the same time, you can. It's like remission, like with cancer. You can have it not be a part of your life and not suffer every day, and that's what we're trying to get you empowered to do. Is you can thrive more than you think you can.
0: Yes, and remember too, as we're going into this, you don't have to change everything all at once. We've don't don't ADHD. change it all at once. I had listened to an ADHD podcast that was, you know, talking about different things to change, and the therapist that was talking on this was saying. Don't do all of this at once because then you'll get overwhelmed and everything stops. Like it's not like we mentioned earlier. It's not sustainable. Just take one thing. Try one thing and then go from there.
1: Yeah, we're really bad at that. But we have learned by crash and burning that it doesn't work well for us. So we've gotten better. Yes, I. Yes, hey, yeah, you have. No, I'm <laughs> laughing because oh. I feel like I have it. That's <laughs> why I'm <laughing. laughs> no. it's like, I think I'm if anyone's an a expert. culprit now, it's probably me. So, you know, it's fine. We're working on it
0: awesome. Okay, well in our show notes we'll put a link to a website that has some happy habits listed. And then remember to follow us on uhane Counseling um on Instagram because we're going to continue to post a tip every day so you mm-hmm. can join us on this journey to find happiness. We'll we're also going to pour like
1: post the resources for this like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode we're going to literally lay it out for you w- the resources I give to my clients after I talk to them and teach them this concept. So it's pretty cool. It's a good resource to have. So check it out.
0: Yeah. Come on, get happy. <laughs> we'll catch you on the next episode with more of the science behind this. So until then, bye. Bye.